Hi, this is Kelly. Hi, this is Daniela. Welcome to the very last episode in the Shakespeare series, and we are going out with a bang. Absolutely. <laughs> and don't cry, because it's the last Shakespeare episode. <laughs> I know. We had so much yeah. fun with this series. We went we, from we very, did. very dark to very, very light. We did only male speeches, except for this last episode, mm-hmm. which is... The big one. This is the balcony scene from Romeo and Juliet. This mm-hmm. is Act Two, Scene Two. We have a guest actor on this one. Two, you, guest, two actors. guest actors, indeed, <laughs> indeed. A very dear friend and colleague of mine, Vince Gatton, has played Juliet. And sticking with the theme of gender role reversal, mm-hmm. I'm playing Romeo. Mm-hmm. And a trombonist from the New York City Ballet, Nick Schwartz, has been kind enough. To lend his acting skills. And I think... I think we have an Academy Award nomination. Academy, BAFTA, whatever else. Yeah, Golden Globes, throw that all of that in there. What a trooper. He's pretty magical. And I have to say, as someone who has directed, he takes direction very well. Excellent. Very happy to hear that. And I'm sure he will be too. Um, So speaking of role reversals, how was it reading... A, a boy's part mm-hmm. with a man reading a girl's part, which is what would not happen usually, right? Yes, it was. Uh, it was so fun. I remember when Vince and I initially first sat down to do it. He said, "So, what were you thinking?" And I said, "Honestly, it, the series has just been exploration. I'm not thinking anything." I said, "I'm just kind of interested in what happens with you and I reading this for the first time. Mm-hmm. What our instincts mm-hmm. are." So we did it, and. I was taken aback by how aggressive he is, Romeo. And I said, I, I mean, I've, I don't think I've ever chased somebody mm-hmm. like that. And I don't know if that's a me thing or if it's a... A, a gen- hormonal teenager thing. A hormonal teenager <laughs> thing or what's just ex- accepted. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't know if it's just what's accepted of us as gender in society. Mm-hmm. And Vince, if I recall correctly, had said that he he had this instinct to somehow he was he wanted to speak in a higher register, mm-hmm. um, higher resonance chamber. So when we went through it again, he he mm-hmm. lowered it, and I just mm-hmm. kind of went with the aggression. And we talked about you know how how funny and how cheesy it is some yeah. of the stuff that Romeo says to her as he goes after her. And it was just it was it was a ball. It was an absolute ball. Yeah, you both sounded really great, and it was it was fun hearing you. Mm-hmm. Um, so what was it like improvising for 11 minutes on the piano? Uh, not fun, initially. <laughs> um, so for those of you who have been following, the we've sort of had different approaches to putting our poetry and music together. Uh, but one thing that is definitely consistent with music is that all of the music is improvised. So there are no double takes, there are no edits that happen, whatever I come up with on the piano in that moment is kind of what stays. A mm-hmm. uh, few times when we did shorter pieces, I had two or the three different versions of improvisation Then we would choose out of the best ones. But this one, I mean, it was just pained me a little <laughs> bit. <laughs> uh, now, all jokes aside, I was saying earlier that one of my favorite pianists, Keith Jarrett, um, does... Used, used to do this concerti in Köln, Köln being the most famous one, and then he did another performance in Paris and Vienna and Milano. And all of these are concerts that are improvised for about an hour and 15 minutes. Mm. And as a musician, as somebody who enjoys improvisation, I think it's a great goal to stride forward. But when you're in that moment, man, you're thinking, 
I better come up with something good. And yeah. Now with a piece that long, did you have the text in front of you or did you just listen to it a whole bunch of times and know what movements were coming when? I listened to it a whole bunch of times. I read it a whole bunch of times. In the text, I made sort of few conscious choices of knowing this is where we need to have a mood change. This is where I need to do something else. But in terms of what that something else is going to be, I did not know that. Um, So if I were to look at the page, it would just say, change it up here. Yes, or maybe even it would just have a little arrow, a question mark, or let, you know, brilliance come through. (laughs) I don't know. Um, but the text being about eight pages long, mm-hmm. um, it would have been hard to read mm-hmm. and improvise at the same time. So I was, while I was recording it, I was just listening to you. And like I said earlier, you guys were so great about mm. giving different tempi and giving different dynamics. And it was really easy to play off of you. Um, the, the other tricky part for me personally with this is... There are a few famous pieces. Uh, the two that I was working with the most are Charles Gounod, Romeo Juliet, and Prokofiev's, Prokofiev's ballet, um, Romeo and Juliet as well. And both of them treat the balcony scene as as a sort of long romantic play out of emotions. Mm. And I think what we discussed even in our... And I mean, don't get me wrong, it's beautiful. It's absolutely beautiful music and it's absolutely fantastic. But what we talked about was that this is still a comedy mm-hmm. before, you know, right. shit hits the fan. Pardon yeah. my French. <laughs> and that I really wanted to bring out the comedy somehow in the music. So that was that was a little bit of a challenge. But well, there's the polarity of the fact that mm-hmm. it is some of the most beautiful language that's ever been written, this balcony yeah. scene. But the given circumstances are that these are two teenagers at the height of their hormonal sexual chaos and they can't touch and that's freaking hilarious yes but with that said when i went and reread it for the first time preparing for this piece Mm -hmm. for for this project i get to that moment at the end where all of this funny stuff has happened and he's hitting on her and she's away Mm -hmm. and she just got caught kissing her pillow oh my god blah, blah blah and then they decide to get married and then there's that moment of I forgot why I did call you back, <laughs> and I got misty-eyed reading mm, it. Yeah. So it's hilarious, but it's gorgeous and it's sweet. It's absolutely sweet. And yeah. thank you so much to Vince and Nick for being the best troopers girls could hope for. Yeah. With that said, goodbye Shakespeare. But one exciting piece of news we did want to reveal is that we are preparing to do contemporary pieces. So what we're mm-hmm. doing is we need your help. We are looking for contemporary poets who would like their poetry mm-hmm. set to Daniela's score and recited by me. So you can send your submissions mm-hmm. to musicforthepros at gmail.com. And your deadline will be May 1st. Right. So between now and May 1st, we will select five contemporary poems from mm-hmm. people submitting their poems to Music for the Pros. Yeah. So get to work. (laughs) Dazzle us. Dazzle us. Bedazzle us. Uh, Thank you so much for following us and for hearing what we do. Um, We're having a lot of fun with it and hope you are too. As always, if you have any questions or feedback or any comments you would like to share with us, please feel free to email us at musicforthepros at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Twitter and Facebook. Thank you again and see you next time.